This is the Saturday Morning Serial Podcast with your host, Amanda Ann. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the season finale of Saturday Morning Serial. I'm Amanda Ann, and today is our big Spider-Man discussion. And just throwing it out there right now, this is going to be spoilers, and we're just going to let all of our thoughts flow. So this is your warning. Click away. Turn this podcast off if you do not want to be spoiled. So I am joined here today by my boyfriend, Mike. My friend Freddie, my friend Maddie, and my friend Marshall, all who have been on this podcast before. So I want to welcome you guys all back. So excited. Hello, hello. Thanks for having us. Hello. Yes. But yeah, this movie made $253 million at the box office so far this weekend, and it was just very much well earned. And it's just so crazy how people were selling opening night tickets for like $10,000 on eBay. That's how hyped up this movie was for everybody that's insane was was that, is, that is insane i don't remember if people were doing that with endgame tickets or not i don't think so i feel like this movie was more hyped up than endgame was though at least yeah because all the rumors way. and spoilers and stuff like that so yeah it's crazy so well, let's start off so what was your first exposure to spider-man and what does he mean to all of you guys um, I think my first exposure when was uh, the cartoon as a kid, the really kitschy jokes and things like that. So like, that's the Spider-Man I know and love. Um, and I blame my sister. It's her fault. She watched it. So I watched it. <laughs> kind of like my brother and I too. <laughs> yeah. What the older sibling does, the younger sibling kind of just latches on. It was actually um, the other way around for me because <laughs> he's the youngest. So he would watch it and I would just like creep in the living room and watch the Toby movies with him a little bit. Like, you know. <laughs> See, I, uh, I've always been in the comic books. I think, I don't know which one came first between the X-Men TV series or like the Spider-Man TV series. But I know growing up, I was just Batman animated series, X-Men animated series, Spider-Man. So, and I've always been in the Spider-Man. It's never been like my favorite thing, but, uh, yeah, I want to say four or five is the time that I got into Spider-Man and just stuck with it ever since. Yeah, for me, it was uh, obviously the 90s Spider-Man show growing up. I, I latched on to that. Um, yeah. And then especially around when the first Tobey Maguire movie came out in 2002, that was like, it was pretty cool, but then the second movie came out, and that's when I really latched on to Spider-Man. Um, I remember a Target opened up in our in our town, and they had a small comic book section, and I could go, and I picked up the first two issues of Ultimate Spider-Man, and I got just just read the, like, the origin of it, because the 90s TV show never covered like how he became Spider-Man. And it was done so in this comic, and it was kind of updated and modern. It wasn't like in the '60s, like when he's originally from. So that's how I got into Spider-Man. Did you see the first uh, Tobey Maguire film in theaters, or what was the first one you saw in theaters? It was it was the first Tobey Maguire movie. I saw it with my whole family. I got bad grades, so I couldn't go see the first one. But I remember seeing the second one in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> 
Speaking, yep. of, uh, speaking of bad grades, my, my dad and I actually, uh, he skipped work and I skipped school and we went to go see Spider-Man 3 opening night because we were just... That's beautiful. Nice. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. My introduction to Spider-Man is the same as um, you. I watched the the 90s Spider-Man and my grandpa used to take me to Target all the time. So I got like the, the Spider-Man costume and like the little, um, the web shooters with the cans. Oh, and the, list. the silly string, the silly string. Yeah, the silly string. And so I, I climbed on top of my grandma's refrigerator and shot the silly string across and then jumped. And I, that was like the, like the best moment in my life, but also the worst. I just like went straight down. Like, you know, like on Toy Story where Buzz Lightyear thought he could fly. And he jumped off the ledge and just went straight down. That was me. And I hit my head on the counter and just started crying. But it was worth it, though, in my eyes. Oh, my God. That is amazing, Ray. That's the best story I've ever heard. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. You yeah. guys are still here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! What what did you guys expect going into this film? Just like from the trailers and like the previous Spider Man and MCU movies. Uh, I mean, I feel like this was the world's best unkept secret for the past, or Marvel's best unkept secret for the past boy year and a half. Mm-hmm. I think I remember reading somewhere that they had said that Sony was in charge of the trailers but Marvel was in charge of everything else. So when Sony said, hey, or Marvel said, hey, for the trailer, we're thinking we just want it to look like a civil war between uh, Spider-Man and uh, Doctor Strange, Sony was like, nah, we're going to throw the villains in there. And I think that that was, it's so hard to say that it was a bad idea because obviously it's been doing great. But I think it would have been so crazy to walk into that theater not knowing that Green Goblin, Doc Ock, any of those characters are going to be in it. Just expecting this fight between Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. So yeah, I mean, as, much, as much as we adore Alfred Molina and Jamie yeah. Foxx, they really did spill the beans. And it's kind of like they said they said what was going on first, and then Marvel kind of had to like adapt to that. But in, yeah. hindsight, in hindsight, you're pitching this like Doctor Strange versus Spider-Man trailer, and there's only one action scene in the whole movie that is Doctor Strange versus Spider-Man. Like, could you make a trailer? Could you make three trailers off of, you know, that one scene? Or do you take those other scenes with the other villains and do you edit in Doctor Strange? Like, how would you you do that? It's interesting to think about. Yeah, because we thought Doctor Strange was going to possibly even be a bad guy in this movie yeah you know yeah so i guess to answer your question i mean my expectations of this movie i feel like nothing i expected didn't happen but there were a few things that i expected that didn't happen i don't know i don't even know how i word that (laughs) there was a few things there was a few (laughs) things pretty much everything i wanted to happen happened yeah. Okay. There's okay. A few things that I don't know. I don't even know how to. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. <laughs> no, I, I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Because yeah. at first, I'm a spoiler guy, and I thought that in the beginning, like last year, it was rumors that like Craven was going to be the main villain of this movie. I'm like, eh, okay, Craven. Haven't seen Craven on scene. You know, whatever. Then we started getting like, oh, they're bringing in Andrew Garfield and Toby. I'm just like, oh man. I'm like, 
that's that's a lot. I don't know if that's they actually gonna do that. And then once I started seeing everything unfold, I'm like, okay, are you guys playing with my emotions right now? Or is this actually about to happen? <laughs> and then when it actually happened, I'm just like, wow, you guys actually did it. Like I feel like it's Christmas all over again. So yeah. yeah. I hadn't seen, I only seen the first trailer. I kind of limit myself to one trailer nowadays just because I'll just run the whole movie through my head and kind of figure out what happens subconsciously. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'll be watching the movie, go, oh, I know there's this scene and this scene and this scene has to, it was in the trailer, so it has to be in the movie. And, and it, it just steers my whole mind and I, I lose focus on the movie. But, yeah, I limit myself to one trailer, and I'm glad. I'm glad I did because if I had seen that second trailer where they ex- they explain the kind of uh, the problem that Peter Parker had with like the villains and and having mm-hmm. them their lives or, or kill them, like I would have been like, oh man, so much had been so much would have been ruined. But did you guys feel like there was almost almost too much marketing, or was it just enough for you? I feel like it was fifty fifty, honestly. I thought they could have they could have held out on showing Green Goblin, Electro, and all them, because I know I know they had to show one of the villains for like you know the to make the trailer hype. Like when you saw that that octopus's like tentacle come out and slam down on the bridge, I was like, oh my god, like is that who I think it is? So that's cool. But I feel like they could have held off on the other villains until like you know a week before it was about to release or something like that. I don't know. I completely agree. I would have loved it if they had just shown Doc Ock. And then I get mm-hmm. to the theater and all of a sudden, oh, my God, it's Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Like, Will- mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe is Green Goblin is my favorite villain in the entire Spider-Man universe. Mine, too. I'm wearing Dash purple right now. Green Goblin. <laughs> so having that excitement, knowing that he was going to be in it was great. But had I not known that he was going to be there, it would have been a thousand times better. I agree. I agree with that one. Green Goblin is my favorite uh, MCU villain. He yeah, stole the whole show of this and movie. And for me, too, it was just like, oh, boy. Because, unfortunately, Variety, I read a review the day before from Variety, and they out were just basically said that Toby and Andrew came back. But I'm, I was just, like, waiting the whole movie for, like, A, their entrance, and B, to fight their, like, respective villains from their movies. So, mm-hmm. like, I was so, and we'll get into this later, but I was, like, really surprised their roles in this movie altogether. I thought it was just going to be them like jumping into this, you know, Tom Holland universe and like, come back here, you know, (laughs) green goblin and bam, you know, and then he'd like pop out a shot and then that was it. So, you know, I was still, I was still very surprised by, even though they had released that, you know, Electro and Sandman and even lizard were in this, in the trailers, Mm -hmm. how much of them and, were in other scenes that weren't in that trailer. Like all the, everything that happens at Happy's condo was just like, wow, this is freaking mm-hmm. awesome. It's so cool seeing these. My favorite Spider-Man villain has always been Doc Ock in, in the movie theater, in the movie, in the Spider-Man movies. Gotcha. His, his character to me, like Willem Dafoe does have the, the depth and he's scary and he's a great villain, but I feel like, and Mike and Marshall know this from our movie club is that I'm looking for somebody who is going to change over time. Who's going to learn from their mistakes. Who's going to be redeemed at the end. And Doc Ock has that. He does. He does. He learns by the end that, you know what, what I'm doing is wrong. 
And that's something that I really like about Doc Ock. So I was really excited about Doc Ock. And especially at the end of No Way Home, when he still learns that, when he turns on Electro and says, you know what? I'm on their side now, bud. And then that scene, like you had said, you're, they're going to respect their respect. They're going to fight their respected villains. When Tobey Maguire, I cried. When Tobey Maguire and Albert mm-hmm. Hall acknowledge each other and they say, wow, you've grown. And I'm just like, oh my God, yes. Yeah, when he said, Peter, my boy, I was like, oh man. Uh, it was such a good scene. And it's so like, yeah, there was... Even though they were in the trailers, there was so much more of them that I did not expect to see. Because even the scenes with, and I had told Mike this, that um, even Electro, I'm not a big fan of Electro. I just don't, I don't understand his motives of what he's doing and why he's so, why he's such an angry person in these movies. It doesn't, doesn't make sense to me. I could break um, it down to you if you want, but yeah, it, yeah, I, I can see why you say that though. It's, he, he, he switched so fast from being this geeky lab guy to just being like screw everything i'm just this is i'm taking over everything i like this power and i i kind of understand i understand what they're going for i just didn't think i think it was too drastic of a change for me and then for and i definitely like this electro more than i liked the mark webb electro yeah you gotta understand like people like that aren't used to having power because i guess they grow up being sheltered or insecure or like you said like a nerd and nerds can be cool because technically Peter Parker is a nerd, but he's a cool nerd though. Yeah. So when when you give people like that that kind of power, it goes to their heads sometimes. I'm pretty sure we've all seen it before in our lives. And then once they get that power, it's like, oh well, I never had this before. I want more, and it gets to their head and it, it turns them into somebody different. So that's basically Electro right there. What the the Mark Webb Electro? Yeah, which that made that was a really awesome scene too. Like right after the scene of Toby and. Toby and Alfred Molina, you got the scene with Andrew Garfield and uh, Jimmy Fox, and they're talking, and he's and he mentions what you just said, where he says, uh, you know, you got the suit, you got this, and that makes you big, and I, something around those lines of you know, you don't, you've got everything, and I have nothing. But did you also uh, notice? Do you guys notice how? <laughs> when Electro told Andrew Garfield, he was like, "You're not even the shit no more." He was like, "So." Good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that was funny to me, man. It's like, what if there's a black Spider-Man, yeah. and it's like everyone's just like, "Yeah, we, there is one." You know, like in the theater, everyone's like, "Uh huh." Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I was telling Mike that even um when that scene happened, my three-year-old Amelia, she looked up at my wife and said, "Oh yeah, where's Miles at?" And we were, it was a proud parent moment of our three-year-old knows who Miles Morales is, and half the theater probably doesn't even know who that is. Beautiful. So, yeah. Love that. Good parenting moment. The entire so, movie I sat there going, please give me a Miles. Please give me a Miles. Yeah, that, that would have been awesome. That would have been a great thing to happen. Is Yeah, we expect mm-hmm. we expected Andrew and Toby to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, we were, we were like, ah, we were holding out holding out for it and hoping that was He did a happen. good job lying, too, because he was definitely making it seem like he wasn't in the movie. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. I saw an interview with him and uh, I think it was with Jimmy Fallon. So uh, how was filming the new Spider-Man movie? What are you talking about? Am I in that? <laughs> That's a Photoshop. Did, did you guys all see the photo that was released that leaked and it's just the blue screen behind him? With him holding on to the rail? It was a video yeah. too though. Yeah. No. That, yeah, when that scene happened, I was like, ah, I think yep. I yelled out in the theater. I'm not going to say it, but I said, 
I said effing liar out loud. In the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. He I was did a good job concealing that. I'm not, shout out to Andrew Garfield. Yeah. I was telling Mike, I was like, you know what they needed was like an animal variant, kind of like alligator Loki from the Loki show. We needed like the pig Spider-Man <laughs> in this movie. Spider pig. Oh, yeah. That would have been nice. That would have been cool. It would have been real interesting. Oh my god! So fantastic. We saw if if there would have been a Miles Morales, that'd have been cool. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of just like surprise appearances, so I want to know what your guys' reactions were when Matt Murdock just appeared on the screen, aka Daredevil, and then the entrances of. Yeah, I was like, "Ah," because I love him. Um, and then the entrances of no, Andrew as well. So, uh, Marshall, go ahead. Like, what was your reaction to just, you know, just these on big on screen talents coming on? So I've never actually seen Daredevil. Um, it's one of those things that's on my very long list of things that yeah. I need to watch. Um, but like I knew who Matt Murdock was and I'd seen bits and pieces from the show so as soon as he popped on the screen i was like hey i know who he is when i'm sure most of the theater had no no idea um but um the the big part for me was when toby and andrew showed up and simic was sitting next to me he heard me the whole time how excited i was yeah so i'm just marshall went with me and like to see it it was just I could hear you. <laughs> and I mean, I was, we were all like the theater. The, I just want to take a second and just say, there is nothing like seeing a Marvel film on opening night because the audience is phenomenal. The plot. Spectacular. Shouts, yeah. And Marshall, Mike and I were just like experiencing that. And it was just so special. It's so cool to see a whole theater just as excited as you are. And when mm-hmm. everybody bursts into applause, when someone you love pops on the screen it's so cool mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah you don't you don't see reactions like that when you go and see any other movie mm-hmm. you know did freddie did you go uh thursday or did you go friday or oh, I, I went open I went, I went thursday bro i always try to see the movies like that well movies anyway on open the night but i, I agree with you good. Almost, i was almost waiting for you to say oh i went thursday friday and saturday <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Once I once I saw the movie Thursday, I was asking my friends like, "So, are we going to see this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Are we seeing it again or no?" But the one thing I loved about seeing it open tonight was everybody was united. It wasn't any like fighting or vickering or arguing or people being rude. Like literally, the people next to us, I didn't even know them, and they were talking to me as if we had been cool for like years. They were like, "Oh my god, you excited about this too?" I'm like, "Yeah, man!" And it was just. The whole theater was just united and like cheering, clapping. When Andrew and Toby came on screen, everybody was like screaming, me included. So it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, we went with one of our friends who had saw it Thursday because we saw it Friday um, at like 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends had seen it Thursday and he decided to tag along with us. And I had asked him, I said, you know, how many times am I going to stand up in this movie? <laughs> he said, you're probably not going to stand up. But Mike knows that when I saw Endgame, I was the only one in my theater who stood up and clapped in the middle of the movie, who cheered in the middle of the movie. And we saw it on Sunday when it came out on Thursday. So I had asked my friend, I said, how many times am I going to get up in this movie? And he said, probably a couple times. Um, I didn't even use 
the recliner. Like I would, my my ah! elbows, my elbows were on my knees the entire time, <laughs> and I was sitting forward. Like I didn't, I don't understand. Like if there was a fire or anything bad, I don't, I don't even know. I'd have been. Like, oh, I would have loved to see that, Maddie. <laughs> Still breathing, yeah. just. Oh, <laughs> uh, but no. So, so to answer your question, I think it would have been way cooler if the brick would have been caught. And then they would have revealed that it was Ben Affleck's Daredevil, but that's just me. <laughs> um, oh, okay, okay. Well, the problem is that it would he would have came in before the spell, so it wouldn't have made any sense. But it still would have been funny. Um, I yeah, that, yeah, that would have been funny. That would have been funny. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Daredevil either. Um, I've watched the first episode and then the last episode of the first season. <laughs> And then I read the spoilers for everything. I like, I really like spoilers. I love spoilers. Same. My friends hate me for it, so I had to really control my my uh, my spoiling tendencies when this came out because they were going to kill me. And then <laughs> there was also that. I don't know if you saw that photo. There is the photo that was leaked that had Matt Murdock sitting at the table. That I yeah, people thought it was fake. I was like, no, that's real. And my friend was like, no, Freddie, shut up. We don't want to hear anything. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be quiet. I'll give you guys a Sunday. I won't say anything. So I I knew. So I knew that was coming. What'd you say, Amanda? I'm sorry. No, I said he said, or Mike convinced me that that was fake, so I lost all hope that Daredevil was going to be in this movie. It was real. I, as a person who does like a whole lot of Photoshop and graphic design, I was like, it, it, it lines up. I was like, so it's real. They just well, take right, like these horrible pictures of it, so it makes it look... Yeah, you and I... Huh? You and I both noticed that one of the Spider-Men were Photoshopped out of the trailer. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, with the lizard <laughs> kick. Yeah, because Nick just went, just went flaccid, just went to the side when, it, when he was jumping. Someone yeah. used a motion blur. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this animated motion blur. It <laughs> is. They just like, got to cut that off. Can we talk about that too? That now? And then for the, uh, so for the Andrew and Toby reveals. They were just so the moment Ned opened up that portal, and you see the white eyes right away. I was what well, my knees were were elbow, my elbows were already in my knees, but I already went. <gasps> I gasped because I knew I was like I know those eyes, and I'm starting to get emotional right now. But I'm like I know those eyes. Those eyes are not Tom Holland's eyes. And the moment he stands up, and you see that taller sleek figure of andrew garfield you know beautiful. you know it's coming and it was yep. it was such a beautiful scene and i can't imagine what it must have been like for jacob i can't remember his last name to be in that scene for the reveal of that they must have been going crazy and I'm not sure the order that it was filmed. Maybe that was filmed later, if it was sooner. But if that was one of the first scenes that they filmed, it must have been a, a wonderful thing for them to be a part of. Because um, it was just hilarious when she throws the bread at him. And he's like, yeah, you know, I got the tingly thing, but it doesn't work for bread. It was yeah. <laughs> um, And then the, I didn't think that they were going to do Toby right afterwards. I thought they were going to get Tom Holland next. And then Toby was going to show up later on. But it was still fantastic when they're shooting at each other and flipping in the living room. 
and mm-hmm. and then the the nano or whatever her name was like can you clean up the webs that you just shot everywhere it was, oh, <laughs> hilarious and so if you try to make him walk great. on the ceiling yeah yes, he was can you get that cobweb in the corner yeah, yeah it was mm-hmm. so funny it was such a great scene how about you freddie how was your reaction to seeing all these characters oh it I felt like a honestly. I felt like a, you see. I'm getting lost for words right now. I felt like a kid again, like on, like on Saturday morning where you watch like your favorite cartoon and you just get so excited for like the next episode. And I saw spoilers. I spoiled myself a little bit, but it's just something different about actually seeing it on the actual screen. And you just like they actually really did this. I'm actually here, like you know, seeing this. And I love Andrew Garfield out of all three Spider Man. All of them are great in their own ways, but Andrew just he just does it for me, man. So when I saw them open the portal, it was like, I want to see Peter Parker. And Andrew was kind of like creeping a little bit. He was like kneeled down. He was like, wait, what's going on? And then he finally was just like, okay. And then webbed in. I was like, oh, my God. I screamed. I was like, yes. And then when he took off the mask, I was like, the goat is finally back. Yes. And then when Toby came, I almost like cried a little bit. Cause that's, that's like my childhood right there. So that was also cool. It was just, it was just awesome, man. And then also seeing like all three Spider-Man like interact, oh. and even when Toby told um, Andrew like, "No, don't talk about yourself like that, bro. You're amazing." I felt like he was actually like truly talking to Andrew Garfield, like saying like, "No, even though you get a bad rap, your Spider-Man is still pretty good." So that was that was just awesome for me, man. <laughs> that was hilarious when he's like, "Man, you guys have fought aliens and uh-huh. space, like I, I fought a." I fought a, ri- a guy in a rhino suit. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, and then Toby's just pepping him up. Oh, that's such a... And I love yes. how Andrew was just like, I've always wanted brothers. Like, that was so cute. Yes, 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 yes. I, yeah, I that's what they felt you, like. They I felt can, like brothers. Yeah, and I can definitely tell you Mike's reaction. It was, I've never heard a sound the way I heard something coming out of him when Andrew appeared on screen. It was like... <laughs> Some high pitched male, like, I don't even know. Oh, I, 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 we I don't know close. if that was him or me, though, Amanda. <laughs> we were really close. Our seats were really close. So, like, you know, we couldn't make out like all of the great detail in the movie. But I recognized uh-huh. Andrew as soon as he started like walking over just because his Spider Man's like body language is so mm-hmm. like, perfect and exaggerated and like theatrical that like, you can tell. He takes like what should be like an eight out of the suit and puts it to like a, a an eleven inside the suit. Yep. So it really reads well. Yep. Um, like just talking on an experience like that. Oh, I was in a superhero movie and I played a superhero who had his face and his face covered and everything. And I changed how I played that character after I saw Andrew Garfield in the Spider-Man suit because we filmed it in uh in june and then we picked up back in july after spider-man came out and i was like i need to play it like that like that's how you play a superhero cover you need you need to exaggerate yourself man i was just i mean he's I, the goat he's a good I, example i love andrew like me too man you look at his career and like he out he out acts everyone everyone no one has that type of range and performance and and uh and uh variety in their filmography like he does it's it's great wait wait so how did you feel about when um when um tom spider-man tried to catch uh, uh zendaya and the goblin scooped him and andrew had the chance to grab her and he started crying how did you feel at that moment i just i just gotta know he it felt it felt good because you know that 
he had he had to he had to redeem himself somehow that he wasn't he, mm-hmm. he, he hadn't forgiven himself for that moment and he had said that he had stopped pulling his punches mm-hmm. and i i heard today that the reason that dane dehan's goblin wasn't in the film was because garfield like just put him out of his misery like like that like he got his he killed him that's what i that's that's one of the theories i heard but wow yeah oh yeah that's what i heard that that was uh, i can see it though because so yeah i mean to to answer so to answer that i thought that that was interesting and that was a good scene when they started talking about the other villains that they had fought i wish they would have said i like that they mentioned the characters that we knew but it's like okay there's got to be a decade or two yeah he's andrew or toby spider-man that they should have mentioned maybe a character that we're like oh man i wish we could have seen that they should have done something wild that we would have never seen on film but mentioned it so that we were satisfied like like hive or something or swiss yeah like something from the spider-man musical (laughs) (laughs) they could have brought in a a six member for this like team of supervillains from like the years between Spider-Man One and Amazing Spider-Man, they could have just brought in a character, and they could have said, yeah. "Oh, you know, I fought, I fought this character, you know, in like 2014 or 2016." Yeah, like, it would have been cool. But did you guys notice that uh, Rhino and Craven were in the in the clouds when the dimensions were riffing? Did you guys see that? Yes. Yeah, I saw, I saw Scorpion. I saw Craven. Uh, you saw, saw Scorpion too? Yeah, I saw Scorpion. No, I didn't see Scorpion. The only two okay. I saw were the were Craven and uh, Rhino, like you just said, and it was like that classic Rhino suit. Yeah, cause you saw the horn, and he was real like yeah. short and like bulky or whatever. Yeah, okay. I can't, I can't wait till it comes out with like real good quality stuff, so we can see who's actually in those clouds. That's gonna be something I'm excited okay. for. Cause I thought Vulture and Scorpion were gonna be in the movie, honestly, but I guess they didn't make the cut. I say the um, and then to answer your other question, Freddie, that scene where Andrew catches our MJ or T- Holland's MJ, mm-hmm. the only I cried. Oh, I probably cried four or five times in this movie. Same, but mm-hmm. that was the only scene that when I'm sitting there with my elbows, I sobbed, and like people could see my shoulders like moving because I I sobbed. That ugly girl cried to that scene. I thought it was such a beautiful scene, which is so crazy because, with, you know, not even spoilers, but people were saying, you know, people are posting online of, oh, I want to see the rent guy. I want to see um, the, the the meme of all the Spider-Men pointing to each other. I they did that too. Thing. That was one of the things that people said. I want to see Andrew Garfield get redeemed and catch Zendaya or catch MJ when she falls. So you kind of knew it was coming, but it was, oh my gosh, it was beautiful. When yeah, and in a way, okay. in a way, Maddie, too, I was telling Mike that all like it felt like a sequel to multiple films, not just the mm. top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Because most you definitely. had Toby Maguire reuniting with, you know, Doc Ock and the Green Goblin and then Andrew redeeming himself in a way. And then, you know, Tom Holland's character arc as well. So. And it was like so unexpected too. Like I said earlier, I thought it would just well, we thought it would just be little blurbs of Andrew and Toby, but they were you know a good chunk of the second half of the movie. Mm-hmm. So it was awesome. 
Which yeah. leads to my next question yeah. for you guys. Was there anything you did not like? And why was it Aunt May dying? <laughs> I can't. Amelia cried. I'm so angry. You saw it. I thought it had to happen. So yeah. I'm, like, I'm sure you could hear me a couple of seats over. I was yeah. sobbing hysterically. I was like, why would they kill him? Why? Yeah, that was I was sad. not okay. Say the, mm-hmm. um, I feel like a lot of people going in were under the, under the, the perception that, you know, somebody's going to die. Yeah. And a lot of people were saying it was either going to be happy or it was going to be May. Or Ned. Or Ned. Yes. Yes. I did hear that one as well. Um, and I said, yeah, it's probably going to be May. I, th- I was thinking that it was going to be May. And then that is when Andrew would come in afterwards and have that talk of like, hey, you know, we lose people. That's just how it is. And it did yeah. end up going that way. But uh, Tom oh Holland gosh, hasn't lost such... anybody yet. Or, you know, his Spider-Man hasn't lost anybody yet. So it was inevitable. Besides, besides Iron Man. Yeah. 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 Besides Tony Stark and Uncle Ben. But yeah, they did that off screen. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, and was, then was, let's uh, just wow. kind of switch the the thing here, and let's talk about Doctor Strange. How did you like his uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's performance in this? I thought it was pretty great. I felt like he was baby. Oh, he's always that. good. <laughs> I enjoyed it, but yeah. it, it felt slightly un Doctor Strange like at the beginning. Like he didn't give a crap. Like about it just, yeah. We're it talking felt about the man very who Doctor Strange like. Mm-hmm. So I've I've heard people's conspiracy theories about how that Doctor Strange was a Doctor Strange from a different universe or something, and I'm just like, I can see that. Um, I'm not sure how much truth there is to it, but like the beginning, it just it didn't feel like Doctor Strange until later on when he was fighting Peter. Well, we're talking about I, the man um, who sacrificed to to get Tony Stark like the time to give Thanos the time stone and, and to just set those events in motion. And we're talking about a guy who who reround time to, to save it from the, the dark dimension. And we're talking about a guy who was texting and driving as irresponsible as that is. I mean, Dr. Strange is supposed to be like <laughs> counterpoint to, to Tony Stark in like the mystic arts and in magic. And he's supposed to be a character who doesn't make the wisest decision and, and probably at some point will make his own enemies. So mm-hmm. I don't think it was all out of character. I mean, it's it's Doctor Strange. He's he's an arrogant. Which yeah, Doctor Strange is a a mystical version of Tony Stark, and they got the same like goatee too. So that's even funnier, which they mentioned in the comics. But I think Doctor Strange would say, like, I mean, I don't care, but I do care. I help you out, but regardless, whatever, bro. So yeah, I I, I can see your point with that one. I thought Benedict Cumberbatch's performance was good. It always is good. He does a good job. Yeah. And I'm glad that you use the words irresponsible, Simic, because that was one of the things that, that came up for me is that I and I know that this is probably going to be addressed when there's an honest trailer for this movie of like, you know, 
Tom Holland walks into the sanctum and he's like, hey, could you help me out with this? And he's like, sure, come on down to the man cave. We're going to do this freaking spell really fast. Like, <laughs> hey, you got any questions? Like, hey, maybe, do, maybe do you want your family and your friends to remember you? No, it's not even a conversation. Why are you just doing this right away without asking any questions? You know, no, no kidding. You're not the freaking the Sorcerer Supreme anymore because you can't even do something this this simple. Like, and I feel like this is one of those moments where you're watching a cooking show and they're like, "I'm gonna do this in 15 seconds," and you just laugh and say, "You're not gonna do that because, like, like you can do it better." Is what I'm saying. Like, I'm looking at Doctor Strange saying, "Why are you so stupid?" Like, I could do it better, which I can't. But it was one of those moments that I'm sitting there saying, "Why isn't this a conversation?" The conversation that they had literally at the end of the movie to stop it all from happening, which should have been a first conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which which they could have done right there too. Peter could have went right up to the statue of Liberty and said, Hey, just do that spell. But you know what? Can you leave me Ned and MJ? Yeah, cool. It's just two more seconds. That's fine. Two more seconds can last. It's going to seal all this up. It's, I feel like I love the ending. It was great. I like the way it ended. But it could he could have said, "Yeah, you do you want them those those two people down there, right? Okay, cool. I got it in the spell. We're good to go, man." Like it was one of those moments that I, I thought, "What is Doctor Strange doing?" So it's the plot, I, bro. I, the plot yeah, always wins. I know, and that's and that's what that's some that was one of the things like you even said, you know, what was something negative or something you weren't too fond of in the film, Amanda. That was one of the moments that I thought, what is going on right now? Why? This is all Doctor Strange's fault. This isn't Tom Holland's fault in any mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. Of, mm-hmm. I don't understand how him just saying words while he was doing the, casting the spell messed up what he's doing with his hands and in his mind because Doctor Strange still is still, I don't know. I agree I with you. No, I but really yeah, agree was, with you because I found that too. I'm just like, it's, what? It's all Doctor Strange's fault. Oh, yeah. It's fully Doctor Strange's fault, and he blames it all on Peter, and Peter, being who he is, takes it all on, um, and he gets screwed. Yeah. That brings into um, my next point, too, is, you know, Tom Holland and his performance throughout the years as Spider-Man. I personally felt like this was just such a great, outstanding performance of his career. I can. Yeah, Tom Holland is always always been good in his own way and even with him whining sometimes and being a little bit kitty i can't really blame him for that because that's the writers and marvel but in this role he really stepped it up a whole lot even yeah. that scene when he was talking to the two other spider-men and andrew garfield was like i know what you he was like don't tell me that he said don't, t- don't tell me you know what i'm going through he said because i'm literally hurt right now i was like wow i've never seen this side of tom holland before so he yeah. he nailed it man he showed his it range. Was nice to see that range and I yeah. think it was Doctor was it Doctor Strange who said the I can't remember who said the or who he had the conversation with where he says, you know, even though I keep talking to you, I I always forget that you are just a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which was Strange a really cool says that too. Because it, it does remind you of like mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we see Andrew and I feel like Andrew and Toby both looked were both older than what they were cast as for Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Of so course. You kinda, so you kinda do forget that they are playing not adolescent, but they're playing children basically. Mm-hmm. And but Tom Holland, because he looks so small and he is very young, you don't forget that he's a child. So it's cool when he makes a stupid decision 
and you say, ah, I guess you know he's a kid. He's not. He doesn't have that that life knowledge of what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. But his yeah, his performance was great in this, especially because, like I had mentioned earlier, I'm always looking for something, somebody to be redeemed or something, a redeeming quality of a character that they grew from a choice or they grew from a decision that they did earlier. And that's what he, you know, by the end of this film, he does. He's like, you know mm-hmm. what, I, I kind of got to make that sacrifice of mm-hmm. no one's going to know who I am and I'll convince them later on and it's going to be okay. I could do this on my own for a little while. I'm going to make my own suit and, you know, pay my own rent. And, um, but his, yeah, his, his performance was great. Um, I don't remember his performance in The Impossible. I think that's one of my favorite performances from him. But, uh, yeah, his he, he's definitely bringing to light a, a side to Peter Parker that we're not we haven't necessarily seen before. But man, to, to I think Andrew probably has probably is the one that killed it when Gwen dies is like the most. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I cried like a mug when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just re- I just rewatched it. And I was like, I just rewatched it. And I said, man, he killed it. Such a good scene. That was so beautiful. And speaking of suits, guys, did you guys catch that that reference on that coffee mug and that last shot when he was climbing out the window with his new suit? I didn't. The coffee mug had three mugs on it, and it said, "We are we are happy to serve you." Mm-hmm. Is that what it says? Yeah, it says we are happy to serve you. I thought it represented the three Spider Man that are in the movie, basically like a message from Marvel saying. We're happy to serve you these three different Spider-Man and also bring them back in the film to again to make you, you know, happy or whatever. Yeah. Dang, that's a good catch, Freddie. I didn't know. And then also when you look at Tom Holland's suit at the end, it has renditions of all the, the three Spider-Man suits. Like it has Andrew Garfield's shiny blue. It has uh Tobey Maguire's uh spider symbol in the front and kind of like the web design, and then Tom Holland's uh little uh frame eyes from his homecoming suit on there love it and it's almost like they're with him like they kind of yeah i love that hug at the end yeah yeah me too me too in like just one brotherhood like they understand each other it's just oh it's it's a beautiful moment for me yeah yeah that's such a cool scene that's such a cool (laughs) scene too at the at that uh where they show that that new suit and uh he just over the people ice skating with the snow like that's oh it was beautiful such a beautiful scene so this movie tackles i mean we got like five super villains very popular villains especially like doc ock and green goblin and i i know the fandom is big for doc ock even mike said he's like one of the most popular spider-man villains but then we also have matt murdoch and then we got three spider-mans and then like obviously zendaya and Ned, but also Dr. Mm-hmm. Strange. It's such a heavy movie with so many big characters and big actor names in it. And Maddie, I know too, this kind of goes into what we were talking about before the podcast here. Do you think that this movie was very well balanced and did it set the bar for future MCU movies? I think so. Cause other 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 like I hate to keep knocking on this movie because I actually do like this movie but Spider Man three that was just a, a whole like cluster list disaster I'm like it's all over the place but this was like so easily like paced I never got bored I never felt like it was a dull or boring moment I never felt overwhelmed now, I did feel overwhelmed with excitement because all the Spider Man and stuff but 
I think they did it pretty well. So it's, it set the bar for like other Marvel films. Yeah, because I know Multiverse of Madness is going to be pretty busy. So after seeing this movie, I'm it so kind excited of for that. Very much excited for that now because I see how well you know it. This movie did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It helped a lot too that in those previous Spider-Man movies they had to introduce those characters. And in this movie, they were already introduced in those movies, and they kind of just picked up where they left off. And you didn't have to explain. And that's what made it work. Everything overly, mm-hmm. you know, like, and you could kind of make fun of like the lesser parts of those movies, like, like you know, Sandman and Electro talking about eels and super colliders, and they're just like, "Hey, man, you gotta watch where you fall." It's great. Um, I think it did set a bar. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that most, at least for the MCU, their their third movies have been pretty good. I'm looking at a list now. Like Iron Man, you know, the third Iron Man wasn't necessarily the worst film, but it wasn't anything to the caliber of No Way Home. But I was always trying to, like, I'm I'm trying to rank my favorite Spider-Man films. And... It's hard to judge as of right now, you know, opening weekend, how I feel and how I want to place No Way Home because it is a great movie, but I'm still trying to get over the luster of Andrew and Toby are in this movie. I got to get over that and then I can, then I'll feel comfortable with placing it where I actually like it story wise. Because as of now, Spider Man 2 is still my favorite Spider Man movie. I love Spider Man 2. But like, uh, as far as setting the bar for the MCU, Iron Man 3 wasn't that great. Thor Ragnarok was really good. It was a fun movie. Um, yes, indeed. And then, uh, what was the third Captain America? Civil War. Civil War, uh, right? Civil War, Civil War. yeah. Civil War was a good movie. Um, and then Avengers, you know, Infinity War was epic. It, mm-hmm. I think it's a higher placing for, you know, the, the highest grossing films. But as far as the next two films that come out with a third movie being Ant-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy, I think it definitely set a bar. But I mm-hmm. I would like to say that Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be one that will shock a lot of us, especially with knowing how contracts are working, that like Dave Bautista does not want to come back after the third one, so we can pretty much guarantee he's not going to be making it through this film. As well as... Uh, wow. You know, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Mm-hmm. I would assume that their wow factor is going to be introducing us to our next. You know, when we see Kang again, you know, from the Loki series, I'm assuming he's going to be in Quantum Mania. Yeah, he is. They, they confirmed it. I saw. I mean, I saw the the rap T shirt. They the rap the crew rap T shirt, and it's got like, it's got the helmet of Scott Lang, and in the reflection, you can see Kang's body. I'm like, ooh. Wow! Do some damage. Yeah. So, I think it def. I think No Way Home definitely set the bar for the MCU going forward. And so, you guys all had your favorite respective Spider Mans, whether it was Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. Did that change during this movie? It did for me because I was on. I was having a Toby and Andrew kind of tie. But I just, I loved Andrew in this movie. And then just kind of listening to like Mike talk about Andrew. I, I, I'm a, 
I'm a fan now. So wait, who'd you switch from then? Toby. Because for me, Toby had sentimental value in him because that's my childhood. My brother, that was his favorite Spider-Man. That like first Spider-Man movie with Toby was on loop in our house for like two years. (laughs) And he would play the soundtrack over and over. So it was just sentimental value for me. But, you know, when Mike and I watched the Spider-Man movies, because I haven't seen the Spider-Man movies, you know, first time last year, Mike sat me down and we watched them. And I said, my perfect Spider-Man would be Toby as Peter Parker and Andrew as Spider-Man. Because they're both good in those roles. But, you know, I overall, I think Andrew wins for me. Yeah, see, everybody. I see. I see. um, Toby is the perfect Peter Parker, and Andrew is the perfect Spider-Man. But the reason I love Tom Holland and why he's my favorite is because he does both extremely well. He does not one or the other. He does both, and I think that's extremely important. Um, That's like having someone who can play Clark Kent and Superman, like. Mm -hmm having someone who can play both pieces of it really well is what makes him my favorite. I, I still have love for both Toby and Andrew, but because Tom Holland gets them both perfectly for me, I that's why he's my favorite. And then you, also, Matt? too, you got to think of... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Freddie. Oh, it was just a little side note. That's what made this movie so great for me because literally me and my my friends, my close friends, even my friends who I do my podcast with, we have literally had heated arguments or who who's the best Spider-Man for years. I would be screaming Andrew, they'd be screaming Toby, my other friend be screaming Tom Holland, and we'd just be like, you know what, before we start getting even more angry, we're just going to agree to disagree and leave it alone. But this movie literally canceled out all that. It's like all of them are great in their own respectives. And they all work so well together. And it's okay to love all of them because now they all exist in the same universe now. So the, the, the discussion is over. But Andrew's still my favorite, though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, think I, was, uh, I think I was Team Toby for a long time. And I, I'm still very much Team Toby. And Andrew's my least favorite Spider-Man. And Peter Parker, <gasps> he's fun. But I don't even want to get into it right now, Freddie. You better calm down. <laughs> 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 I respect him though. Toby's the goat. He's 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 a starter. He's he's the one. <laughs> but I think I think as of now, I think I'm team Tom. I think he just captures everything pretty pretty well, and he's just. I love his age. I think it 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 helps you understand a little bit more of why he makes decisions, like I said earlier, and it just makes it a little easier when you're when you're sitting there, kind of scolding the screen. Saying no, don't do that. Ah, you yeah. child, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, like Spider Man Two is still my favorite Spider Man movie. But I think Tom Holland's my favorite Spider Man. Oh, well, for me, you know, Tom Holland doesn't have that like switch that the transformation of Peter Parker into Spider Man is supposed to have. Like he's just like the same character inside the suit and outside of the suit and totally mm. it's like he gets a, he gets a different confidence right like is is what classic peter parkers are is like he's the nerd but he, he's now he's the nerd with um a charisma type thing i agree 
I agree. And, and, Toby, just, and I, Toby I, just doesn't read well in the suit, and he doesn't like emote and project his, his silhouette. And, you know, his Peter Parker is very endearing. And I know that you can go and read The Amazing Fantasy 15. You can read uh, Amazing Spider-Man number one. And Peter Parker is kind of, is he's kind of a bully himself. Like, yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah, he is. Like, if he had, if he was like bigger or he was talented at sports, he would, he would have been a Flash Thompson himself. Like, he wants to look out for his, his, his yep. aunt and uncle, and that's it. And he doesn't want to do anything for anyone else. And I know that you can go and say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, Toby, Tom McGuire is, he, he did the wrestling out of the comics. He did the, like, it was a straight adaptation, but. Andrew gets the core of the character right, where it's kind of like an outcast. Being so smart and being so physically weak and being, you know, the only person probably in the school or maybe in his uh, his friend group, you know, without parents, it, it makes him an outcast, makes him alone. And I just feel like Andrew gets it. Andrew gets it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understand it completely, man. It's, it'd be like having an argument with me about who's the best Batman. Like, I'm going to fight you. Oh, who do you think <laughs> is the best Batman? I don't even like Alright, okay. We'll talk about that I'm curious now. now. We have to have the discussion later. This is a, this is a Spider-Man yeah. discussion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, you up, Maddie, you brought up before the podcast here that the late um, Stan Lee, he would always make appearances mm-hmm. in all the MCU films. I mean, we've seen him in everything. How would you place him in this movie if he was still alive today? I think a wonderful cameo. I think a wonderful cameo. It'd be, it'd be kind of dumb, but most of them are really silly and dumb. Would be like him as a welder on the Statue of Liberty while the fight's going on. Mm. Just like, he's like making something and there just, just sand falls on him or something. I don't Something silly like that. Do you I guys have cool. that... It would have been cool to have him call in into J. Jonah Jameson's show and kind of like defend Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he could have reprised his role as like Larry King. I think he played Larry King oh, in one of the Iron Man movies. So, yeah. you know, you know, but my favorite Stanley cameo has always been in the amazing Spider-Man with, uh, with, with the librarian. Uh, Bro, that was perfect. That was awesome. That was perfect. When you had the headphones on, that was perfect, yeah. man. That was so good. Well, I think. Farley... Oh, go ahead, Freddie. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I think a cameo I would like to see when that beautiful shot of Spider-Man sitting in front of that jumbotron screen when J. Joma Jameson was telling the world that like Spider-Man was like a murderer and like he, he it was his fault for not making killed. If they would have had like another scene, like Spider Man just sitting there sad, and like Stan Lee just came up and just like talked to him for a minute, I feel like that would have been a perfect cameo. Yeah, that would have been cool. Can you imagine if? Can you imagine if his Aunt May didn't say "With great power comes great responsibility," and it was Stan Lee who says it to him? Yep, that was gonna be the next thing. Stop. Theater, theater, and tears. Everybody crying. Tissues everywhere. Because in the original comics, Marvel doesn't hire us. Uncle Ben never does say it. It's it's just kind of like an annotation in the panel, like it's just something that Peter yeah. realizes himself. Like Uncle Ben never said it, so yeah, yeah, interesting. 
didn't know that. So we're running out of time here. So my last question for you all, and we're going to include into the Spider-Verse. What is your favorite ranking? Like, what's your ranking of the Spider-Man movies? Maybe let's let's do oh, like your top, let's do your top five. Oh Jesus! Oh, okay. Okay. Into the Spider Verse. Uh, Amazing Spider Man. Of course, No Way Home was on there. Uh, Spider Man Two, beautiful. And I'm gonna have to say Spider Man One because I love Green Goblin and that. So that's my top five right there. Uh, I'm gonna go. Oh gosh, I'll probably go Amazing Spider-Man Two since there's good scenes in that movie. It just doesn't work well. Uh, yeah, the writing. Amazing. I'll go Spider-Man One with Toby. Okay. I'll go um, Amazing Spider-Man One, and then I'll go um, Spider-Man Two at number. Or number two, yeah. and then I'll go tie between No Way Home and Spider Verse for number number one. Just because the, every every one of those like Spider Man two and the, and Into the Spider Verse and Spider Man No Way Home, they're just so they're such different movies. Like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. one is such like a great Peter Parker story, and one is like a great. Miles Morales story and one is just like a great like event level movie and they're also different. They're great. Selecting bagel. <laughs> <laughs> my list is gonna go. My number five is gonna be Spider Man Homecoming. Mm. Four is gonna go Spider Man. My number three is gonna go No Way Home. See, that's just as of now. My number two is going to go into the Spider-Verse, and my number one is going to go Spider-Man 2. Okay. That's a good Andrew's list. Not, Andrew's not even on the board for my top five. Disrespectful. I'll, I'll let it slide, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Oh, and I'm sure this is going to change the next time I think about it. Um Partially just for sentimental value, um, probably the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man is my number one. Followed very closely by, I actually really love Far From Home. Um, I hated that movie. Me too. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, you you love it. I respect it. We're all right here. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, sorry. And then... Then into the Spider Verse, um, No Way Home, okay, and then probably the first Amazing Spider Man. Awesome. So, bonus Beautiful. question here: What do you guys hope to see in the like the future Sony Verse MCU Spider Man films going forward? And I mean, we saw Venom in the post credit scene. Wait a minute, that's another thing. I'll be real quick. I promise. That no, really, that's, that's what I didn't like about the movie. It's like they only used Tom Hardy's Venom to get the symbiote into the MCU and they just like kicked him to the curve. I'm like, you could have just kept Eddie Brock in the MCU. Like, that, that makes no sense. Like, that, that really made me mad. I'm not going to lie to you. I, mean, I agree. I really enjoy Tom Hardy as 
Debbie, I I think he did a great job, and I'm kind of really upset that they're basically kicking him out. Yeah, Um, just for the symbiote. They just say, okay, leave that symbiote here, and you go ahead and leave. All right, cool. Thank you. We appreciate you. And then boom. I'm curious to see who they'll cast as the new Venom now. I think it was a smart thing for them to just leave the symbiote because Tom Hardy, I think, did a mediocre job at Venom. Because he, they could have casted anybody in the role of Eddie Brock in those films, and anybody could have done a good job. And because there's no depth to his character, like I said, he has no redeeming qualities. He does not learn from anything. He's the same person from the beginning of the first movie to the end of the second movie. Now that is true. I agree with you on that one. So yeah, I'm glad that they kicked him, not kicked him to the curb. I hope they, I hope that Sony continues to make their movies. I hope they make an amazing Spider-Man three, and I hope they make a, a Spider-Man yes Spider-Man four. But I do not want these Spider-Man and these Sony guys to come into the MCU anymore. I think what they did was good. I think that what they did was a cherry on top of that Sunday, and I think that they need to leave it alone now. Don't even worry about bringing anybody else. Don't bring. Don't you know? MCU's got Fox. Let Let's deal with some X-Men now. Let's deal with some of that stuff. I don't. I don't. Yes, yes indeed. I got yes, my Wolverine. Toby, we all got our Tobey Maguire. We all got our Andrew Garfield to come in, and it was beautiful. Just leave it alone. Leave Tom Hardy out of this. Let's get a new Venom. I want. If it's got to match Tom Holland, I want it to be Taron Egerton as Venom. Ooh. I can see that. I would love that. I also hope that the next trilogy of Spider-Man, like in college and stuff, shows him getting a little bit more darker. I want to see that. Because it got a little bit dark in this film. I want to see a little bit more serious MCU. That's why I didn't like Far From Home. It was too kiddy for me. It was like a, a Disney Channel version of Spider-Man. It's like, I need more <laughs> stakes. More, more, you know, more seriousness. I didn't feel like anybody was in danger. Nobody was going to die. It was just like, okay, this is a kiddie Spider-Man movie. But that's why I need the next trilogy. It was like the Lizzie McGuire, that's a Disney Channel era. <laughs> that's literally what it was. And even Spider-Man said, oh, I'm Spider-Man and welcome to Disney Channel. Because that's the stuff that I grew up on. I grew up yeah. watching the, the Disney Channel 90s I era. Can, I can see that. Lizzie I can McGuire, see that. That's so Raven. That's I, I definitely can see that. Far, well, I did enjoy Far Oh, makes sense. Opinion, but mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I don't even remember. I would love to there. see um, the street level ups. Like I think we need to see Daredevil and Spider Man team up. Um, I could care less if we get yes, yes, yes. If we get another symbiote black suit storyline, I could care less. Um, for me, yeah, uh, Tom Holland already fought with like his inner demons in this movie, and because the black suit symbiote. It's about Peter Parker, Spider-Man, struggling with, like, the urge to, like, kill and, like, you know, be more violent. And we already kind of got that in this movie. So I, I, mean, I think it still might be lingering, though. I think it still might linger, though. That scene yeah, was, well, I that think was there's really more to cool. explore with it, though. We only got yeah. like, a small taste of it with yeah. the Green Goblin. Um, I think there's more to explore with it. So I definitely think they could expand on it more. I think it's, I it's still that, more of that rage left. I thought that was incredible when Tobey Maguire, you don't yes. see Tobey Maguire on the offsides, but he's like, you know what? I'm going to let this, I'm going to let, I'm going to see how this plays out. And then he's like, is he, is he really going to stab him right now? 
I, he didn't I, even have to say anything either. He just looked I, at him like, no, yeah. you can't do this. I should probably intervene with this because he's going to kill that that guy right now. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he stopped him. And I thought that was pretty cool. That was, some, that was dark. That was kind of dark. So, Amanda, what do you want to see with the next Spider-Man films? Oh, man. It, I personally, I agree are. with wanting to see some darker things for Tom Holland Spider-Man because his Aunt May's message, like, just, you know, basically be kind to everybody. Everybody's got, like, their own story. Everybody's hurting in some way, including the villains. You know, that's why he doesn't kill. And he couldn't kill the Green Goblin overall. But maybe something's going to drive him going forward that he might not have a choice but to end, like, a huge threat. No matter how much Aunt May's voice is in his head. And it's, we just finished Daredevil on Netflix and he doesn't kill either, but like he really wanted to kill Wilson Fisk and he could have, but he held back. Mm -hmm. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, there was a capacity where he, you know, he didn't have to kill because, you know, overall Wilson Fisk will be defeated and behind bars. But like, if there's like a Thanos type of threat, like an extraterrestrial, like you he can't get arrested. Like you have not, nothing to do but you know take the villain down. Like you know. I do not want to see Tom Holland play out in a Zack Snyder Man of Steel movie controversy like that. No, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you don't want to see him snap somebody's neck. But I would. I honestly don't. <laughs> going off Mike's Daredevil, um, I would love to see him pair up with Matt Murdock. I would also love to see him battling Wilson Fisk. And speaking of, and if you guys have seen the Hawkeye series, have, have you guys seen Hawkeye so far? Oh, no. yes. I saw the. No, I saw the I'm oh, oh, no, my. One episode. I'm not going to okay. say anything. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's, there's a part um, so in the good. current episode, yeah, that is pretty good. And it gives me it's hope. The, <laughs> it's, it's the best no, I'm not going to say. And also, no, Tom Holland no. said he would love to fight King Pen as well. He said he would love yeah. to fight him. Yeah. Um, I want to see a. I want to see a Spider-Man Wolverine interaction as well. I hope they. Get Hugh Jackman said he might come back, so we could get that soon. And Deadpool as well. I want to see Deadpool and Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. Too. I, I want to see that. Deadpool and Spider-Man because their relationship see... in the comics and stuff is so big. Like they have such a love for each other. So I want to see that happen real bad. Yeah. I don't want to see Hugh Jackman. I don't want to see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine anymore. I'm done with it. I'm. He's amazing, but I don't want to see him. I don't think anybody else can play Wolverine as good as him, though. I try to think of everybody. Everybody said that. Give me somebody else. I love Hugh Jackman, but I'm done too. Yeah. What? Why? So long that I just I need somebody else. Don't get somebody new. His. Don't get somebody that you were like, oh man, I didn't even think about him, or he's great. I'm I'm hoping so, bro, because I try to think of everybody who could play Wolverine. I'm like, no, nah, I can't see anybody else but Hugh Jackman. Maybe I'm biased. I can't see anybody else playing Iron Man. That's just huge. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. I can't. You can't replace him. I'm sorry. That's one person who you who you can't replace. Yeah. Well, you guys, I want to thank you so much for coming on. I am going to dub you guys my podcast fam. Like you guys are. My favorite people I feel to talk so honored. to here. Yeah, I mean, going into season three, I'm going to refer to you guys as the podcast fam. So I'm so excited. <laughs> so I love it. We have good chemistry too. Yeah, definitely. That concludes season two of Saturday Morning Serial already. This is so crazy. 
So I'm going to be starting my season three schedule and I will probably be having these guys back, including maybe some more new guests. And yeah, and I hope you guys all have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. And I will talk to you sometime this winter. I'm looking at a January season three premiere, so I will let you know. So take care, everybody. Bye, Bye guys. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas.